Now, the things that Jesus did were quite expansive, as you know. If you've read the Bible, you'll see that he was someone who healed the sick. He was somebody who told the good news of the kingdom of God, God's rule and reign, and he expressed that wherever he went. And he had a real heart and concern for the most vulnerable in society. And I know that because of the way the work that many of you do, the way that you spend your time and your money, that's a concern for you too. And here at church, we express that locally through our storehouse where we give away clothes and food and baby equipment to people locally. But we also partner with people we call our global partners who are further afield. Those are charities and individuals who are working in different parts of the world to help the most poor and vulnerable folk there. And today we are really delighted to have one of our global partner teams here, the Caris team. Do you want to stand up and show off your fancy t-shirts? Um, which is really great. And Glenn at the back, that's lovely. So welcome, guys. And in just a moment, Will is going to come and talk to us about Caris Kids and give us an update about this amazing charity. Now, some of you will know loads about it, and some of you will, this is your intro to it today. So Caris Kids is a charity that was actually birthed out of the church here by a couple called Tim and Pippa Pepiat, who are part of this church family and had a dream to see the most vulnerable people in Uganda, in Kampala, living in the slums, being enabled to, be, to step out of poverty. And so they came up with a great idea, a unique solution, connecting families in the UK with families in Uganda, connecting churches in the UK with churches in Uganda. And Hugh and Ginny Cryer, who planted this church, thought it was a great vision and they jumped on board. And as a church family, we've been supporting Caris Kids over all the years. Now, since when we arrived about 11 years ago, we thought this looks brilliant and we jumped in too. So our family helps support a family in Uganda. And if you're part of this church family, you are part of this partnership too. Because the money that you give goes in part to provide a salary for Ketra, who is the director of Caris Kids in Kampala. And so we pay her salary as a church family. And also at different times, we've invited you either to join up and support families or perhaps to give to a special project like a summer camp or education for a further education for some of the young people there. Our family had a real privilege in 2018 to be able to go to Uganda. I went over with Julie and we... Um, were part of the team for summer camp there. And so we got to meet our, the family that we helped support. We got to visit them in their home. And we got to work with some of the young people. And for us, we've seen the difference that it makes that as we give some money each month and as we connect with this family, that it's helping them get a step out of poverty. And so really practically for our family, one of the girls is training to be a hairdresser so that she has a skill that she can use. And um, one of the guys has trained to be a mechanic. And so rather than us just send money each month, he is able also to support his family himself. And so this is ensuring that provision isn't just a handout just to help get through, but it's providing education and skills and training in order to help people's lives really be changed. And it has a very real impact. So that's enough from me. I just wanted to fully endorse Caris Kids as one of our global partners and as something that is great to be involved in. And Will, I know, has got a, a plan this morning with kind of, you know, videos and people to talk to. So come on, Will. Um, loads of you will know Will already. He was part of this church family since he was, well, knee-high to a grasshopper. <laughs> something like that. I was nine years old when I came here. Wow, nine years old. Why don't you take that mic, actually? 
And so, though he's moved to London now and he's um, kind of connected with another church up there, he's still very much part of us. So we're delighted you're back, Will. And go for it. Good morning. Absolute pleasure to probably see some of you for the first time, um, but lots of familiar faces here too, and I'm just really grateful to be back home. This is my home church. I, like, I, like I said, I've been here since I was nine years old, and I've only just recently moved away. Um, so a lot of history here, and um, I mean, the Life Group video, <laughs> just kind of like, what a, what a church of treasure. Um, I... I think this morning what I would like to do is I'd just like to join with you in a celebration of the fruitful partnership, because it's been 14 years. It started here. Um, this church, though you may not have seen it, has been part of transforming lives of the poorest of the poor. And so we prepared some videos, and we just want to share about what we're, what, what's going on, because really, like, this is our treasure. This is, this is something that we get to go thank you, God, like you have changed lives. Like we are not the same because we have seen your grace at work here. So, um, Chatan, you on top of the slides? I'm going to just play a quick video. Now, we mentioned this church has been supporting someone, um, uh, someone's salary, Ketra. She's our program director in the Kampala team in Uganda. She runs the team there. She's been, from the very beginning, helping this happen. So here's a short interview from her. special ministry that is helping vulnerable desperate children here in Kampala uh, it's giving them hope it's giving them life so we have uh, families here in Kampala linked to families in the UK and those family links also uh, linked through uh, different churches some of these children would have never seen the inside of a classroom they are accessing medical care they are mentored, they are counseled and prayed for. And indeed, we have seen very many children accept the Lord. Many families have been touched, they have been blessed. On several occasions, we get our carers walking in, some of them shedding tears, tears of joy. Like I remember this one afternoon, when Joyce Namleme walked in here to say thank you for the food she had just received when she wasn't sure of the next meal. Uh, this is a lady who is keeping uh, about eight children then, uh, non-biological children. Jessica, Jessica has just completed her university degree. She's a social worker now. She's very happy. So we have very many stories, life-changing stories.
so that's, that's a bit about the charity. So uh, just to state it briefly, as already Joe has shared, um, this is what we're about. We're a family, we're bringing a family in the future for children trapped by poverty in Kampala, Uganda, and we do that through church to church links and family to family links. So our church has partnered with a specific church in, the, in Kamwacha. So if you want to bring up the slide for Kamwacha. St. John's Church, Kamwacha, um, led by the wonderful Reverend David Sawada. And so we've been partnered with that specific church in that region of Kampala who serve the local community there. Um, we've been doing that for 14 years, this specific church. And they, through this partnership, through this support, they are getting to live out the kingdom of God in their story in a way that they did not have the resources to do. They are getting, we are helping shape and empower the story of changing their community, which is such a beautiful thing. You know, I don't know if when you read the New Testament, you read the letters of Paul about how they were, one church would support another church in times of crisis and need. Now, the, the need out there is a bit more systemic, but we are actually helping, and we've seen it now. You know, there's a generation of children that have grown up from young ages where they had no options, and they have grown up, and they've got education, they've found jobs, they've found skills, and they're giving back to their families, and that's changing a story of a community. So just to give an idea of Kamwacha, here's a quick map. Um, Uganda, where there's our little Karis offices there, where we, um, the team, work out of the cathedral. And these are the various slum communities in Kampala um, that we're working in. Now, you think about the size of the population of Winchester. We're not a big city, are we? Um, but we've got a few people around the area. Well, take the population of Winchester, and that's how many people who live in the slums of Kampala. They live in shacks. They live where there's flooding. They live where there is actually no opportunity for them. You know, you've, you've grown up with horrible examples of, you know, drinking and alcohol abuse and domestic violence. There's a very dark place and yet a very, a people of hope. Um, I think I'd like to bring up uh, Julie, if you'd like to come up. We just, I just want to share some stories about some people that have... Julie's been uh, the director of the Karis Kids charity, so uh, we're very honored to have her here. Um, and she's been supporting a family for a long time now, and she's going to tell a quick story about Belinda. Hi there. Um, Belinda is someone who has stayed with us ever since we first met with her and in fact has impacted a lot on what we do in supporting our young people. Um, we met Belinda when she just received or recently received her A-level results and she hadn't scored as highly as was expected. She was hoping to go to university and these hopes had been dashed. So Nick and I wanted to meet her um, and what we saw before us was a girl who was totally disheartened, um, almost resigned to the fact that her life wasn't going to change. Um, 
She was intelligent, she was articulate, and we thought, well, what happened? So uh, we met with her, we asked her, so tell us, tell us, you know, why things have, have turned out like this, you know, what do you think went wrong? And uh, she started to share her story. Now, this is uh, Belinda's home. Uh, she was attending a local school. She was studying four A-levels. She studied English, IT, RE, and uh, history. And she began to open up about the fact that for her English literature, A-level, she didn't have access to all the texts. How do you, I mean, I was an English uh, teacher in secondary school. Um, I was horrified to hear that she couldn't even have time or access to reading those texts, so she had to share books at school. IT, well, the only access she had to her computers were at school. Not all of them worked, and that was only if the electricity was working. Um, RE and history equally had challenges, and in classes, huge classes, where the teacher didn't have time for the students. And yet you looked at this girl, and you thought, she has such potential. So... Um, the final thing that really struck home with us was her last statement, home isn't conducive to learning. So we went and visited her home. This is where she lives. This is her sister Linda, who happened to be at home because she'd been sent home because school fees hadn't been paid. So mother had to choose between paying the rent or paying school fees. And as you see, washing everywhere. Inside, in the previous video, there are two bunk beds. That the, the home is no bigger than our garden shed, filled with bunk beds, which she shared with her siblings. No natural light. Home isn't conducive to learning. Unbelievable. So, within 24 hours, we'd managed to change the story. Um, we'd registered her at a boarding school. The term started that weekend. Within 24 hours, she'd been supplied with all that she was needed to take, um, bedding, mattresses, mosquito nets, brooms, brushes, toilet paper, everything you had to take. And we managed to get her into a school where she could repeat the last year of her A-level course. But what um, the story got even more exciting is that having gone to the boarding school, she discovered that the curriculum was different. So any of you who've had children who've gone through A-levels know the amount of work that has to be done. She managed to, to go through two years A-level course in one year with a whole completely different set of texts. She came out with really good A-levels. She was able to go to university and then earlier this year, we can have, she graduated with a degree in developmental studies from McCary University. And Linda who have been sent home, the story goes on for her as well, she's also studying at McCary University, a degree in transport and logistics, all because Karis was able to support them and transform the story of that family. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, it's the story of God's grace. So I'd like to invite up my father, Edward. He's um, the treasurer of the charity, and um, he's going to tell us a quick story about Martin. Um, Martin, uh, we, we took this uh, wonderful family over, uh, we visited where they lived, and uh, Martin was, um, 
he was not like that when we saw him. <laughs> um, he was a, a, should we say, a wayward boy. Uh, he was into trouble, edges of crime. Um, anyway, when, he, when they, the family joined Karis, um, one of the things we do, we've mentioned earlier, is we have a summer camp every other year. And he, he went to summer camp and uh, they have all sorts of fun activity and sports and things and it made no difference to him at all. Uh, and then the next year, this is about 2008, he went back, same thing happened, he taught the gospel, nothing happened. And then the third year, suddenly he understood and he knew he wanted to change his life. So we actually have a very short video of Martin giving his testimony. I've, I've been a member of Caris from way back when I was still a child. I remember my trousers used to be down. <laughs> I, was, I was taking alcohol, I was smoking cigarettes, taking drugs, and that was my life. They used to call me many names. I was an outcast. I was called at school, I was called small folks. Now one day, one of the Caris kids disturbed me. So what I did, I hit the kid on the head and uh, the kid went and reported me. So Madame Ketra called me. She told me, uh, Martin, you have to write an apology. Then 2011, I went to camp. When I was coming back, I remember I was in the bus. I asked myself one question. Why is it that I've always come back the same? But when I was coming back, that camp of 2011, I was like, I believe that my life this time is not going to be the same. The word that we learned in camp. I remember them all, First Peter's 5.8, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, pros around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Jeremiah 29.11, for I know the plans I have for you. The very words that were instilled in me, they still they, they have made a difference in my life. And I, I believe I'll never be the same. Um, so, um, to bring you up to date, um, he uh, trained as, I saw him then in Kampala in 2019, 18, 2018, and he was just full of joy. Uh, his faith had continued on. He was a member of a church. He had trained as a plumber and also just trained as a hairdresser as well. So... <laughs> And, um, and now, uh, today, he wants to go on and move into the ministry. Um, Martin's life has been dramatically changed. And in his own words, without Caris, without Jesus, he would either be in prison or dead. Thank you. Thank you. Martin actually came up to me when I was out there last. I've only been twice out to Uganda. And we actually have trips um, on normal years, we have trips and we invite you along to join in the summer camp. Um, but when Martin came out there when I was last there, he came right up to me, recognized exactly who I was because he got our photo and he said, thank you so much. He gave me the biggest hug. He shared his story with me. We spent time together. And I'm, I can tell you this man is a man on fire for God. That he is a changed man. There is, there is um, yeah, he's, he's a mighty man of the kingdom. So... I'm just going to quickly explain. Um, Karis Kids has quite a unique model. Um, we don't know of anyone else who's doing it quite like us, so we're, we're really pleased about that um, because we think it is leading to long-term transformation. 
So essentially the model is, like I've said, church to church. Um, our UK churches link with Ugandan churches who serve the slums and family to family. And uh, 100% of the money that is donated uh, goes to school fees, mosquito nets, beds. You know, the, 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 the slums, they, they flood. And so if you don't have a bed, you know, a bunk bed, when it floods, all your possessions just get destroyed. So that's a really practical thing you can do. Just like, okay, if it's going to flood, if you can't move out of the slums, get a bunk bed. You can put your stuff on it when it floods. Um, supplementary food and household basics, medical expenses, pastoral support, career guidance, and life skills trainings. Um, we are looking after the whole picture because actually if you want to help someone, you can't just throw in like, here's, here's a water project. Well, clean water's great, but what if you don't go to school? You know, oh, school's great, but no, now, now someone's sick. Oh, okay, I mean like, someone's sick. What do you do about um, you know, the, the job opportunities. How are you gonna get the skill training for that? So we are thinking about all these things. Um, so here's some of the key distinctives that make us Karis. 100% um, of your donation goes to help your family. We've already covered that. Second one, we support the whole family. Now we don't want to just support one single child. Uh, God has created family as a special unit. Um, what we have seen in some cases, if you, in single-child sponsorships are transformative, there's no doubt about it, and they are wonderful things. If you're involved in one, that's wonderful. However, some, in some situations, it can create tensions within family. So a parent may not have ever had a mattress before. You know, we all sleep on mattresses, right? Well, this is brand new to a, a parent, and their child, their special sponsored child, has a mattress. Well, the parents are like, well, that's now my mattress. I'm, I'm actually the person running this home. Or one child is favored and special and gets education, whereas the others just have to go without. And so we wanted to support the special unit of a family so they can grow and rise together. Third point, the local church. It's not us, guys. It's not the people with the white skin. It is the local church that do the work. If we want to see... Uganda changed. If we want to see God's kingdom come, it goes through the local church. It goes through people who are there, who live there, who actually are bought into this, the story of their community. It needs them to change it. We are just helping. Helping be a part of it, and we benefit from it. Um, number four, families grow to support themselves. You've already seen some stories about that. You know, the, the goal is long-term transformation, and therefore, we need this to not be a one-sided giving program. We want this to be they learn and they grow and they support their own families. And then at some point, we say, this family has finished well. They are in a far better place than they ever were before. It is not about dependence. It's about transformation. So the fifth point, two-way transformation. This is so key to who we are. We believe in relationship. We believe we are changed by this. We believe that, like when we have the opportunity to partner with this ministry, this kingdom ministry, God blesses us. God meets us. We receive their prayers. We receive God's grace. In fact, it would be criminal to say that they are more blessed than we are because if it's kingdom relationship, we are as much blessed as them. In fact, we need to be aware of what is going on in the world. 
you know, I'm, I'm sure many of you are, but if you're anything like me, I feel sheltered to the, the suffering in the world. And it only makes us more human when we can actually see what God sees and hear what he hears and respond in a way that he cares about his children. So two-way transformation. And lastly, the best part of all, we share Jesus. We have seen so many children, especially at the summer camps, give their hearts to Jesus. And it's such a joy because, you know, we think, oh, we don't, we don't see enough people get saved. Well, guess what? This church has seen so many people get saved because we are part of their story too. Of course, we want to see more people get saved here. But do not forget, they are our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are partnered with them, and we have seen children give their hearts to Jesus because they've seen his transforming love. So that's what we're about. Um, the financial model, um, I, there is going to be an opportunity to join with us if you feel God is leading you to. Um, so really quickly, it costs £100 to support an entire family. Uh, that's about usually about five children and one carer. However, um, in some cases, it's 13 children. <laughs> there are so many children without parents that like a wider family or someone who actually cares, who actually has that heart, come in, come into our home. We're going to look after you. And they don't have, they can't afford it. They literally can't afford to take in children. And yet, where else are they going to, children going to go? So they look after each other in this way. And so we want to get behind that. Um, of course, you can support a family um, if you want to, if you can't, you know, 100 pounds is a lot of money. Some people actually can afford that. Some people can actually give to that, and some people can sacrificially get there, but also you can support from 25 pounds a month along with other people from this church. So lastly, um, I'm going to move on to what I've prepared, a five-minute video of firsthand carers and children talking about their experience. Because honestly, this is, like I said, this is a celebration. Um, this is a testimony of God's grace. We are witnesses um, to the fact he is still moving. He is alive today, and he's working through his church. He's working here. He's working there. And so we've just prepared a short video, five people sharing very quickly about where they've come from and where they are today. Name is Dagudi Evelyn. I'm My name is Kasuja Aziz. My name is Nachin Tobabra. I am Namuheni Catherine. In 2009, when I joined Caris, I was in that state where school fees was a problem. When they came in to support me, I have six children, single mother. I had no one to pay my tuition since I lost my mom. Because of that insufficient funds to support you at school, they could send you away. You find life very hard. You, you feel like ignoring education and going to something else. Paying school fees was a problem. It reached a point we could not support them to go to school. I had a family of 13 children. I was sharing my bed with some two children. It was so hard for us to buy babies. 
others were just sleeping on the floor in the sitting room. We were badly off. I said, let me persevere. When I joined Caris Ministry, I benefited within the shortest time. But when I joined Caris, they teach me about God. It's what that when I got hope. I saw things being brought for me like weddings. And it was unexpected. I always hear projects take long. We were just called to come and pick beds, mattresses. Really, I was so amazed. And I was like, is this real or not? We would get food every month. Food, including soap, including uh, things like cowboy. So life began to change. People who were eating like small, small, at least we would eat like human beings. The very first benefit we got was the school fees for the children. From childhood, I wanted to be a lawyer. I started loving school, I started loving education. Even my performance in class changed. I started loving what I was doing. I was able to acquire a scholarship that, that has enabled me to join university. I have finished my senior six very well. I have finished my diploma in agricultural production. Caris has surely made my dream a living one. We were issued cards, medical cards, in that if a, if a child gets sick or the mother gets sick, we have a clinic in which we go for medical treatment. When I was sick, they helped me. They paid the bills, they provided the necessities, everything. And when I was helpless, and that's why I'm still alive up to now. We have never gone to that clinic. We have put, put in practice what we learn such that we don't fall sick in the family. So I really want to thank God for this. The camps that they give to their children, it has helped them. I had hope because they always come and give us the word of God through camps we went through. My children have also changed. My children have changed spiritually. Our sponsor, they help my children, they help us as a family. They showed us love, they hugged us, they, they gave us gifts, they blessed us. And we were like, what? It is real. We have got new friends who even made it to come and visit me in the barracks. I was so happy. That one alone changed my life, changed the lives of the children. Caris has really changed our life, has changed my life personally. I want to thank Caris Ministry so much. I thank God so much because they have been standing for me. And I feel I'm going to go higher and higher and achieve more because of this great work the Lord has done through Caris. I want to thank God for this ministry. 
they, has, they have not left us the same. And I praise God for that. So that's that's firsthand the the joy they have, I the thankfulness, the gratitude. I'm like, oh God, I want to be fully alive like that. They they have experienced God's grace firsthand, and they know what it is like um, to come from so little and to see life change, possibility emerge. God showing care that they have not forgotten, they are not abandoned, and there are people who actually have come alongside and want to see their lives changed, who believed in them. I mean, we all do need someone to believe in us. So um, I would like to extend an opportunity to you. Now, as a church, um, we would like to see 10 families supported in Kampala. That's our dream. 10 more families. We want to see, you know, that could be up to 50 children that in 5, 10 years' time have actually had their lives completely turned around. That's my dream. Um, we're going to actually allow for an opportunity for you to prayerfully consider, is God prompting you to be involved in this? Um, we're not actually asking for you to decide right now. Although, I think maybe some of us do know we want to be involved in this right now. And so you can respond right now. But we're going to play videos in the next couple of services, just explaining a little bit more. And then on Thursday... The, tw the 14th of October, that's the deadline for when we would like to hear back from you. Because on that following Sunday, we're going to actually celebrate whatever the response was and go, thank you, God. This, is, this was the response. This is what's happened. And we'll have a video, hopefully, from um, the church out there. And so really just now, I'd just like to pray. And we can just see if God is prompting us to be part of this. I know there's a lot of good things going on and there's a lot of things that, good things that people are involved in. But hey, if God's asking you to jump in, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for something better, okay? So, Father God, thank you so much for the stories of transformation that we get to partake of, that we get to celebrate, that we get to enjoy because of what you've done through these past 14 years of relationship. Father, I just ask that you would bless us with that richness too. That you would bless us with what we miss here in the West that they have in their hope, in their gratitude, in their thankfulness. That we would not be ignorant or dismissive of need. But Father, you would help us live fully alive and fully human. Father, I pray those who you are calling in this, in this building, in this family, that you would lay it on their hearts to get involved and take action and to prayerfully consider if they want to be involved. Um, and Father, yeah, anything, any families that just want to love this, you're still part of this. 
And Father, I pray you give them peace too so they don't feel any guilt or compulsion. God, thank you that you look after your family. And Father, we just thank you that we get to be a part of that too. I pray your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Okay, that's it, guys. Back to Joe. Thank you so much, Will. Amazing. And if you-